I only sang to myself. I never sang in public because I didn't want my life to change. Something told me, you know, if you sing, things are going to change. So I stopped singing altogether. And I started to write. Um, my eighth grade teacher introduced me to Nikki Giovanni as a poet. And I just, I'd never seen myself on paper like that before. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out on this podcast. We're going to take it back. We're going back to July 18th, 2000. On that day, Jill Scott released her debut album. Who is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds, Volume 1. And we're going to talk about this album as it celebrates its 20-year anniversary. We'll talk about the production. We'll talk about, obviously, the tracks. And I'll tell you why this is one of the most incredible albums to come out in the 2000s. So sit tight. After the break, I will present to you Who is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds, Volume 1, right here on the 12 Kyle Podcast. Welcome back. As I mentioned in the intro, we're talking about the debut album from Jill Scott. Who is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds, Volume 1. Man, it's hard to believe that this album is turning 20 years old. This album was released July 18th, 2000. I, I, I can really remember like where I was and what I was doing at that time. Uh, it's kind of bugged out when I think about it because for me, uh, musically, I was in a different space. Uh, I just seen the uh, golden era of hip hop come and go. Uh, it was, you know, <laughs> as hip hop moved into the 2000s, things were looking kind of kind of shaky. Uh, as far as R&B, I think for me, at least the R&B that I was listening to, uh, that was looking even worse. So I wasn't really sure what, you know, 2000 was going to bring musically. I know that, you know, in 95, I got a chance to, you know, get into and get down with a joint like uh, D'Angelo's first album, Brown Sugar. But other than that, I was really not sure what the 2000s was going to look like musically for me. Uh, On a personal note, uh, later on in 2000, September of 2000, I was getting married. <laughs> so uh, this was a very crazy time for me and it was a very beautiful time in my life. So I was uh, kind of all over the place, but I was also, you know, really, really checking for anything that was dope. Uh, prior to hearing this album, I had very little to go on as far as Jill Scott. I had never seen her before. Uh, the introduction that I did have to Jill Scott actually went back to 1999, the previous year. Uh, I'd heard that she had written uh, a co-wrote the Roots joint, uh, You Got Me. Ironically, though, she did not appear on the song. And I'll touch on that a little later. But that was my first introduction to Jill Scott uh, as far as her name or what have you like that. But I didn't know who she was. In fact, I don't think I saw who Jill, I don't think I actually saw her until her first video um, for a long walk. And uh, so I was, you know, there really wasn't much of a rollout, at least for me. Uh, But I do remember uh, hearing about the album. I didn't get the album the first day that it came out. I do remember I got it the week that it came out. And the first couple of times I listened to it, I was literally blown away. I was like, yo, this is, (laughs) this is crazy. Like I had never, it had been a while. I I can't say never. It had been a while since I had listened to something that moved me and had me so captivated into what I was actually hearing, uh, especially on the R and B side of it. Um, But this was more than R and B. This was, this was Neo soul. This was, uh, something that spoke to me and it spoke to a lot of people. 
And this album really, really resonated with people and still resonates to this day. I mean, again, 20 years. Uh, Jill Scott really wasn't known like that uh, when she came out. And uh, even having written the, uh, the joint for The Roots. But again, when she hit the scene, <laughs> she took off. I mean, like, it was crazy. And uh, I, I, I instantly became a fan. Like, I, <laughs> me and thousands of other, other people, you know, we became fans. And uh, I'm sure that superstardom wasn't necessarily easy for her because she became a superstar, like, overnight. Uh, I'm sure it didn't seem like it was overnight, but this album really took her to different levels. And right here, she actually talks about, you know, what it, what her life was like when that album dropped. I have to admit, when my first project came out, who is Jill Scott in 2000, when that first came out, my neighborhood changed, friends changed, and it scared the hell out of me. When, she, when her career first started, she was very successful, very quick. I mean, I think her, her record was released in July, and by April or May of that following year, she was standing on, on Radio City Music Hall on stage in front of 7,000 people. Three Grammys later, and a couple million records sold, and <sighs> that's my story. And so when you hear that, you, it makes you think like, wow, she went through a lot. But I guess it's understandable as well because this album, <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, before I get into breaking down the tracks, let me uh, tell you a little bit about the album. Um, the album obviously is, the album is 72 minutes long, almost 73 minutes long, which in theory sounds like a very long album. So it's over an hour. However, this album is so easy to listen to. It's easy to cook to. It's easy to clean to. It's easy to, you know, <laughs> pop it in and just ride and just, you know, vibe out to. It's it's definitely on some cool out shit. This album is incredible. Uh, let me give you the statistics. This album almost sold three million copies out the gate. And again, for someone, a woman in that that vein, you know, a black woman to sell 3 million copies and it's not a pop album. This wasn't, you know, Whitney Houston. This wasn't Janet Jackson. Um, and then what's interesting too is uh, when you look at one of the first things that, that drew me in really was the album cover. Her album cover, you know, is, is very simple. It's, you know, Jill in a hat and you can't see her face. You can only see her lips and her arm or what have you. But uh, it's a very simplistic look. But, I don't know if that was done intentionally or if that was just the, the thing that they wanted to go for. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because obviously if you see Jill Scott, Jill Scott is a full figured woman. And, you know, since she's been out, she's been a full figured woman. I don't know if she's ever been a, a small woman, but I think sometimes, at least back then, I always got the impression that a lot of times record companies would do different things to, uh, promote their artist or what have you. So I'll put it like this. If Jill Scott was a size four, you know, does she have that same album cover? I don't know. Uh, and I think that's unfortunate because they th probably thought that, you know, maybe it's best that we don't show her off or what have you. And I'm not, I'm, I'm all for a woman not being shown off, even if she does have a great body because, um, I think it it lends to something to the imagination. Uh, if Jill Scott looked like how Beyonce looked, she probably doesn't have the same album cover. However, I think Jill Scott is way more sexier and more sensual than Beyonce is. You know, that's me. But hey, uh, nonetheless, the album cover I thought was really really cool, and uh, it gave us a sneak peek into uh, what Jill Scott and who Jill Scott really was and really is. Uh, if you look at the album cover, it kind of gives you the idea of, like I said, simplicity, but revealing, but not too much. And that's exactly what she sings and gives you on this album. She reveals a lot, but not too much. Uh, this album is very uh, sexy and sensual, 
but it's not too much. It's not over the top. Um, as far as production, uh, she worked with some uh, some really, really good producers. Uh, she worked with the famous Dre and Vidal, uh, Andre Harris and Vidal Davis. Uh, also, you know him, the famous DJ Jazzy Jeff, Jeff Towns, uh, Darren Henson, Keith Pelzer, James Poyser, Carvin Hagens, uh, The Roots, and Ted Thomas Jr. Again, this album, three million sold. Uh, this was critically acclaimed. I mean, like, there were very few, few publications that didn't give this a, you know, four-star rating. Uh, everybody loved this album, and the streets adored this album. The streets, it was, it was on fire. It, it was the album to have. And I think once you got the album, you got a better understanding as to what it was because again, there was a buzz at first. And then once you got the album, you understood why there was a buzz. And then it just kind of sent things into a whole nother level. Um, but again, Jill Scott, incredible album. Uh, what this album does is this album, I think, gives you a an earthy vibe. It's a presentation of a very eclectic mix of Neo soul, R&B, soul music, jazz, hip hop, and go-go. And I'll touch more into that as we break down the tracks. But um, one of the things, even tying it back in with the album cover, one of the things that I love about this album is that she sings about love. She sings about lust. Uh, but she's also she also has songs that are uplifting uh, she's very sensual and very sexy, but not slutty. And there's a difference. Uh, she sings about relationships, you know, past and present and, you know, what you go through in those relationships. And I think if you've been through some things in some relationships in your life, <laughs> you can definitely understand this album. This album is a whole ass vibe <laughs> in a nutshell. Uh, her voice is just, it goes back and forth. It's very sensuous. And then at times it can be sad. Uh, she talks about, you know, how she was satisfied by love. She talks about how she was hurt by those who loved her. Um, and she talked about, you know, heartbreak and failed relationships. And I think, again, that's something that most of us can relate to. Uh, her voice is just, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for captivating <laughs> and, and it's very soothing. And, and it, it, she's able to come across giving you joy and pain. And I think that's very hard to do when you're a singer. Um, in fact, one critic read that I, I read that he said, um, <laughs> he said, quote, her honey molasses voice will coat all of your senses. Close quote. Um, just a dope ass album, a dope ass singer songwriter. She she's all of the above. Um, I tell you what, now is a great time for a commercial break. Uh, on the commercial, you will hear from Questlove and then from Jill Scott. And on the other side of the break, I'll give you a breakdown of the songs and my overall thoughts on this album. So sit tight. We'll be back in just a second. The last time that I saw her at a poetry slam, she did something that none of us knew that she could do. She sang. The singing thing felt really good to me. And I, I called um, every producer that I ever knew existed in Philadelphia. Then one day I bumped into Jeff on the corner and I was mad at him. You know, I don't know him, but I'm mad. Like, you know, uh, I've been calling you or whatever. So anyway, Jeff's studio was kind of newly built and they had exposed wood everywhere. So I asked him if I could stain in polyurethane the lobby so that I could make money. I stained in polyurethane the lobby and the whole time I was in there like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
waiting for somebody to say something, you know, and eventually one of the guys was like, oh, why don't you come in? Stinking of polyurethane. I'm like, all right, cool. I go in, they give me um, some tapes and it's a whole bunch of songs on them. And um, the first song that struck a nerve was A Long Walk. I um, got a ride home from Jeff and I said, um, well, I did get, I did write one song and he's like, oh, you did? And he said, I played it for him and he drove me home and I sang a long walk and he pulled over the car and he was like, you didn't tell me you sang. He's like, you're a star. We're back. Once again, it's your boy, 12 Kyle. This is the 12 Kyle podcast. And we're talking about the debut album from Jill Scott. Who is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds, Volume 1, as the album celebrates its 20-year anniversary, released on July 18th, 2000. Uh, As I mentioned before the break, uh, we were going to come back and talk about the tracks. And I also mentioned that the album was almost 73 minutes long. There's no wasted space on this album. (laughs) There are no skips. You can listen to this album from front to back. No problem. In fact, you should listen to this album front to back. Um, So let's get right to it. The uh, first track on the album, not the intro, but the Jill Tro, and it jams. Y'all ready to settle down and get with it? You know, settle into this feeling? Because you know it's a lot of love here. Love, love, love. Give a love, y'all. Give a love, Jill. Scott, What's up, everybody? I'm glad to see you all here tonight. Nice to get this love. I need it. I love to write poetry. I love to sing. I love to write poetry. I love to read my poetry. But basically, what I live for is. I love that joint. I love that joint. I love that joint. It's a great way to set off the album. It's only a minute and three seconds long. But again, great way to start the album. Uh, Then we get into track two. Do you remember? so much that I can say about this particular track um again it's one of those joints where I think at least for me as time has gone on I've gained a a deeper appreciation for this particular song because of how it starts off and what she's actually singing about um you and me you and me we built sandcastles in Serengeti you splash my face with Nile water, daughter of the di- diaspora. You named me, claimed me. Um, she is taking us back to Africa. And I thought that was very, very dope. And that's something that I really didn't catch on until like later on into the album, probably maybe a year later, uh, what she was actually talking about. But it's kind of the ode to the black man and the black woman and, you know, us going back to the motherland and where we started. And uh, she is not only talking about being claimed as a black woman, but also it's, it's, it's empowering and uplifting as a black man. Uh, there are very subtle, some subtle and some not so subtle points on this album And I think one of the things that you get from listening to this album is that Jill Scott believes in love and she loves black love. Uh, 
And I think that resonates through this album. Uh, one of the things that, you know, stood out to me in this album is how much she appreciates and sings about how much she appreciates uh, the black man. Um, and that goes a long way as a black man <laughs> for me. And a lot of what she talked about, and we'll, we'll talk about it in, in a few with some of the tracks. Some of the things that she sang about still resonate from a historical and social and political standpoint to this day, some 20 years later. And I think that's very, very dope. Uh, then we get into track three exclusively. Oh my gosh. Exclusively. I just, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. Let me just play it. had to play that in its entirety so you could understand uh what actually is going on it's it's two minutes and five seconds long but jill scott <laughs> is or comes to the realization that you know she wakes up she had great morning sex with her man and you know she's like okay i'm about to go to the grocery store and I, I found it interesting that she said the girl behind the counter was cute. I mean, girl behind the register was cute, but not as cute as me. <laughs> uh, shout out to all of you women who have uttered that line and really, really meant it uh, because you know how cute you are and you're not so fast to sh throw shade at someone else. Uh, but it's, it's cool. though. It's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she comes to the realization that, you know, the girl behind the, the behind the register at the counter, she sniffs and she understands that, okay, Jill is on this high after having sex with her man that morning, a brother by the name of Raheem. <laughs> and come to find out the whole highlight of this story, just by sniffing, the girl realizes the smell of Raheem. And even better, the smell of Raheem having sweaty and funky sex. She knows what he smells like. Uh, shout out to those of you who know what your man or woman smells like. Um, what this means is ultimately that Jill wasn't exclusively having sex with Raheem. So now before you call Raheem a dirty dog. <laughs> 
Uh, I think this is beautifully placed, well played. Uh, I think Jill, she kills it on this because she takes you through the emotion of her having the elation of, you know, spending time with her man and morning sex with her man. And then she goes to the grocery store to get some food to feed her and her man only to find out that it, her man is being shared. It's gotta be crushing. <laughs> it's gotta be crushing. Um, nonetheless, man, dope, dope track. Again, like I said, it's only two minutes and five seconds. I had to play it because that song, I mean, the beat is dope. Uh, it's incredible, man. It's produced by, uh, the magnificent jazzy Jeff. Uh, then we get to track four. <laughs> and when I say the album, which is already off to a great start, turns turns up even uh, even hotter. Uh, it definitely happens here on track four. Getting in the way. Getting in the way is. A jam. I mean, it still jams to this day. Uh, and Jill lets it be known <laughs> that she ain't here for no games. And I love it. She says, sugar, honey, girl, fly, fly away. I've been a lady up until now. Don't know how much more I can take. Here's the key phrase. Queen shouldn't swing if you know what I mean, but I'm about to take off my rings and give me some Vaseline. Uh, Ladies, anytime a woman asks for some Vaseline, it's about to go down. I mean, like she's really about to scrap it out with you. So, you know, Jill was telling her, you know, telling this woman that he's no longer her man. He's my man now. What you had is gone. Our thing is sweet. I think our thing is better than any lie you can tell on me. That's a bar. (laughs) Man, this one. What I've found over the years is that this one really resonates with the ladies a lot because uh, there have been situations where there have been women who have been reluctant to give up on the man who has left them. And subsequently, they've tried to cause trouble in the new relationship for the man. And Jill Scott ain't having it. (laughs) So... Uh, I, I got a kick out of that the first time I heard it when she said queen, sh- queen shouldn't swing if you know what I mean yeah black women they shouldn't be fighting each other especially over no man but she gave her fair warning in the first verse second verse look sugar honey girl that's all you needed to hear <laughs> that is track four getting in the way uh, then we get to track five a long walk uh, this one was produced. Oh, I'm sorry. Getting in the way was produced by Jill was written by Jill Scott and Vidal Davis. Uh, a long walk was produced and written by Jill Scott and uh, who was that? Uh, Harris. So I think with this one, Andre Harris, I'm sorry. I think with this one. This joint is one of those jams that. You can really, really understand where she's coming from and i and i meant and, and again i said earlier it's a vibe this album and this particular song is a true true vibe it's definitely on some cool out shit i mean she really just breaks it down Peace mentality. 
I love that joint, man. <laughs> I love it. She said, let's take a long walk around the park. Find a spot for us to spark conversation, verbal elation, stimulation, share our situations, temptations, education, relaxation, elevations. Maybe we can talk about Surah 3118. <sighs> Bruh. <laughs> I love this song, man. I love this song. Love it, love it, love it. Um this was my introduction to Jill Scott. This was the first song that I this was the first video that I saw her on and um I was hooked. Uh one of the things that um I think <laughs> I try to do when I do these podcasts, particularly on these albums, is try not to sound like a stan, but it's hard because I love Jill Scott and I love this album. Um, and she is, you know, one of my celebrity crushes, uh, and shout out to my homegirl, Autumn, the Aries Autumn. I will fight you for Jill Scott. I will fight you. <laughs> shout out to Autumn. Um, nonetheless, uh, I think this song puts you in the mood again. It's a vibe. Um, it makes you feel good. I mean, the beat, just everything about this song. I, you couldn't find one person that didn't like this song. I mean, the song was crazy. Um, again, that's the fifth track. She has not missed to this point. Uh, then the next track. This one makes you feel some kind of way. <laughs> the sixth track is entitled, I Think It's Better. Struggling to find the right words. What I felt is past tense. What I feel hasn't hurt. So I think it's better that I. And it's only a minute, 42 seconds long. But what she says here is incredible. And I think uh, when you listen to that, you know, it's right there. I mean, how many of us have been there? She says, for the most part, what a lot of people have a hard time saying in their lifetime. What I feel is past tense what I feel you haven't heard, I think is better now. And she's moving on to someone else. She's leaving one relationship and she's moving on to someone else. And how many times in your lifetime have you been in that position where you had to make that call or you had to make that, you know, talk? Um, incredible. Incredible. I love it. Again, only a minute, 42 seconds. I had to play the whole thing. Uh, but incredibly dope then we move 
to track seven. He loves me. Lizelle in E flat. Uh, this is produced and written by Jill Scott and Keith Pelzer. Um, this one is interesting because at the time that she wrote it, uh, it was dedicated uh, or written for, I guess, uh, an ode to her. I don't know if they were matched. They weren't married then. Her boyfriend, Lizelle, uh, what's Lizelle's last name? Williams, I think. And uh, so, yeah, Lizelle Williams. And so they subsequently were married, but they got a divorce. Um, so I, I'm interested as to <laughs> how she does as far as singing this song because she's, you know, dedicated it to a man that she's no longer with. But nonetheless, dope ass song, dope song. I mean, you just got to check it out. You love me, especially different every time you keep me on my feet. Happily excited by your cologne, your hands, your smile, your intelligence. You woo me. You court me. You tease me. You please me. You school me. Give me some things to think about. Ignite me. You invite me. You co-write me. You love me, you like me, you incite me to chorus, meaning you make me sing. Man, that's like 10 bars in and of itself. I mean, incredible, incredible. I love this joint, man. Jill, she she does it, man. This, this track right here just does it. It's a favorite of a lot of people's. Um, one of the best songs on the album. It is incredible. Uh, what more can I say about it? Uh, then we move to track eight. It's love. I like this joint because Jill takes us to the club. This joint is up tempo and it's infused with go-go music. So for those of you who don't know what go-go music is, look it up. Uh, shout out to the late, great Chuck Brown. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Rare Essence and Junkyard and everybody that plays go-go music. Um, this joint bops, man. It, it, it still bops 20 years later. Uh when she says, they say I'm tripping the way you got my whole life flipping. They say I'm losing it. Just can't seem to keep my grip, baby. Um, and she goes on and talks about, you know, how she's feeling, how this man has made her feel. Uh, dope, dope song. Again, I love the fact that she threw the go-go in there. Um, dope, dope joint. Then we move to track nine. The Way. <laughs> The Way is the song that made you sing Grits <laughs> in it. Yes, yes. Incredible joint. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, this song will make you feel some kind of way. 
I mean, right there, she's telling her girls are telling her like, look, she can't wait to get home. She can't wait to see her man. She says she's got another freaky, nasty thing just in mind. And she said tonight she's going to beat the high score. <laughs> Shout out to all the women who were determined to beat the high score. Mm, 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 mm. Love that joint, man. Love, love, love that joint. Then we get to track 10. And again, we're 10 tracks in and there's no stopping, no skips, no nothing. 10. Honey Molasses, uh, written and produced by Jill Scott and Carvin Hagens. Um, man, haven't we all been here before? For your call, but you chose not to call me. I wondered what happened. Were you inside a safe space? And two, I wondered, were you thinking about me? And if you were, why was I feeling so lonely by the phone, alone to the bone? Although the night before you were in my home, my body, my dome, in a circle of passion, we Paris, Italy, Japan, Africa, Rome. We made music. We So inspired and afraid at the same time I don't know whether to sing or to rhyme Call me Honey Molasses I mean, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. This is the conversation that happens uh, after a passionate night of making love. And, you know, she says, Hey, I wonder about, I'm, 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 I'm alone. I waited by the phone, uh, all through the night before you were in my body, my dome in a circle of passion. We made Paris, Italy, Japan, Africa, Rome, we made music, we made trombone. It was magic the way that it happened, pure electricity. I felt so inspired and afraid at the same time. I didn't know whether to sing or to rhyme. Call me. <laughs> Man, are you kidding me? Who writes that? That is so, I mean, she could have easily said, yo, it was nice. I put it on you. I backed it up. I mean, she didn't do that. It was grown woman shit. That's what it's, that's what this music is. It's grown people shit on some cool out shit. And I love that joint, man. I love it. I mean, <laughs> she said pure electricity. I felt so inspired. I didn't know whether to sing or to rhyme. <sighs> She's waiting on a phone call. And at the end, she gets the phone call. Um, incredible track. One of my favorite tracks uh, coming in at track 11. Now, the next joint, <laughs> Love Rain. Oh, my gosh. This one, <sighs> this might be my, it's, it's hard to say where. I, I can tell you what's my favorite, but it's hard to, I, I love all of these songs for different reasons. But Love Rain is a dope, incredible joint. And it's one of those joints that you got to keep playing and keep playing because she says so much on this joint. Talk about my mission, listen to my past lives. Took me on long walks to places where butterflies rest easy. Talked about Moses and Mumia, reparations, blue colors, memories of shell top Adidas. He was fresh, like summer peaches, sweet on my mind, like 
Block parties and penny candy, us was nice and warm. No jacket, no umbrella, just warm. At night we would watch the stars and he would physically give me each and every one. I felt like cayenne pepper, red, hot, spicy. I felt dizzy and Sonia, heaven and miles between my thighs. Better than love, we made delicious. He me, had he, had me, he, he had me tongue-tied. I can hear his rhythm in my I mean, <laughs> she said the mistake was made, loved, slipped from my lips, dripped down my chin and landed in his lap and us became new. I love this joint because she gets into her spoken word on this one. Uh, you know, this joint and exclusively, you know, Jill gets away from singing and she actually gets into uh, her spoken word. Uh, piece and again she's a poet so um incredible man this is this one is one of those joints that you just have to play over and over and it's a staple on this album track 12 is a interlude it's called the roots um produced by the roots and this song actually comes on is on the live album from the roots uh this was when jill scott was singing background and she was on the uh you got me track uh, as I mentioned in the first part of the podcast, uh, she actually wrote or co-wrote You Got Me. And for whatever reason, there was a mix up or I don't want to call it, it was stupidity by the Roots' uh, record label. Uh, the Roots did not want her on the song, even though she wrote it um, and was singing it. They wanted a more established artist. So they picked Erica Badu and Jill Scott, uh, who had, you know, Unbeknownst to me, I just found this out like a couple of months ago. She admitted on um, Quest Love's podcast that You Got Me was the first song that she ever wrote. She told them that she could write, but they thought that she had written songs before. That was the first song that she ever wrote, and it won them a Grammy. And again, The Roots is, uh, and I don't blame The Roots because, you know, their record label had everything to do with this but you know they ended up placing Erica Badu on the song Badu sings it she crushes it but Jill Jill sings it lives and, and and Jill can crush it too so um nonetheless the interlude is uh a, a dope little interlude there uh and it goes into hands down my favorite song on the album slowly surely Listen, <laughs> slowly, surely, I walk away from that old desperate and tainted love, caught up in the maze of love, the crazy craze of love, thought it was good, thought it was real, thought it was love, but it wasn't love. I just don't know where to go. Slowly, surely, man, listen. I think if any of you listening have ever been in a relationship, I think we've all been at that place before where we're not really sure what is being presented to us is actually love. And um, this one resonates with so many people. It is my favorite track on the album. It's my favorite Jill Scott song. Um, man, when, when I got this album, I would play this joint all the time. This is my joint. And it might not be the best al best song on the album, but it's my favorite. Uh, love this joint. I mean, 
she crushes it. <laughs> then we get to track uh, 14. One is the magic number. One is the Magic Number is a very interesting song because she kind of delves into herself. She's understanding what it is that she is capable of and and being self-aware. I think this is a very, very good track. Uh, She says, if I multiply two times two, is it really for me? And if I get if I add five to get nine minus eight, that just leaves me. So many times I define my pride through someone else's eyes. Then I look inside and found my own stride. I found the love lasting for me. If I am searching for my spirituality passionately, I must begin with me. I think that's very key. Those words resonate. Um, You know, she's very, very self-aware that, hey, this is what it's going to take. You know, before I can love anyone else, I have to love me. Uh, Then we move to track 15 watching me uh this one really really resonates because i think you can really apply it to what's going on today First thing when I wake up and right before I close my eyes at night, I think since feel like I'm under a microscope, satellites over my head, transmitters in my dollars, hawking, watching, scoping, jocking, scrutinizing me, checking to see where I'm going, where I be, who I see, how and where and with whom I make my money. (laughs) Come on, man. Everybody know the government spying on us. <laughs> and she was thinking about this in 2000, 20 years ago, man. It's incredible. I love this joint. Uh, then we get to track 16, brother. This one, man, I think this one really, really hit home for me probably three or four times after I heard the album. I think I was, I was, I really wasn't you know, kind of checking for it like that. But then once I kind of sat and listened to it really, really, and, and got deep into it, she took me there. She said, so many times you try to cut we. You want to tear we down, but you can't touch we. We ain't invincible, but Lord knows we're beautiful and blessed. Check the affirmative. And one of the things that stood out to me is that she's not saying me. She's saying we. So, again, this is a song that uplifts the black man. Brother, don't let nobody hold you back. She sings that in the chorus. 
Um, again, incredible. I love that. I love the, the, the black unity. I love it when the, the, the black woman is uplifting the black man and vice versa. Um, another, another dope track. Uh, then we go to track 17. Show me. Uh, Show me is another cool ass, dope ass song. She said, your word is love, but you push me away and you won't say why. You show me your exterior. I need to see your interior. I need to be I need to be absolutely clear with you if we ever going to stand a chance. Is it the last dance? Don't you see? Show me the warrior you're born to be. Warrior, keep fighting. I know you're there. Keep fighting. Warrior, I know you're there. Again another salute to the black man you know this is what i think as a black man we want to see in our black women but also what we want from our for ourselves a woman that's going to push us to be who we are supposed to be uh and fellas if you don't have a woman that's going to push you get yourself another woman (laughs) because you don't know everything i've come to realize that in my life and so you want to have a strong woman, a strong black woman to do that for you. The next joint, Try. I really love this song because I think on this one, Jill really gives you a, a, a breakdown and a look into who she was uh, as a young lady coming up. And she talks about her background and, and what she went through. When I was a little girl raised on these North Philly streets, I'd hear my people say ghettos all they'd be. But my mommy would hold me, quietly give me peace. She'd look me in my eyes and say to me, if you want it to happen, baby, hold fast and believe. You can make it happen, baby. You can be where you please. All you got to do is try, then try once again, then try a few more times, then try after then. It's self-awareness and it's about not giving up on yourself, uh, believing, believing in yourself, having self-confidence and, um, you know, pushing yourself to limits that, you know, has no bounds. And I love that joint, man. It, it, it never gets old. Very inspirational song. Uh, and then the album concludes with Love Rain, the most deaf head nod remix um, featuring the great MC, the mighty most deaf uh, from Black Star. Um, this might be my second favorite song on the album. What's interesting is this is the remix to Love Rain, which is track 11. However, if you noticed on Love Rain, Jill is doing spoken word. But on the remix, she's actually singing and we have most deaf now rapping. And 
<laughs> this joint, this, this joint is so cold, man. I never get tired of hearing this one. Um, it's a great conclusion to the album. Uh, Love Rain is my jam. So in conclusion, this album is so many things. I think one of the things that stand out most to me about this album is that Jill Scott really breaks down relationships from different angles. Uh, For example, she gives you an encounter with her ex-boyfriend's ex. I mean, excuse me, her boyfriend's ex um, and exclusively. she warns a girl to stay the hell away from her man and getting in the way. Uh, she breaks down, you know, painfully how she's going to transition from one boyfriend to the next on, I think is better Then on. You look at songs like a long walk. He loves me. It's love. And the way she, you know, celebrates love. She celebrates the relationships uh, on honey molasses She's kind of scrambling <laughs> because she's had, you know, intimate and passionate sex and she's tr- still trying to figure out, OK, where are we? You know, did, did I make a mistake? You know, all of these things are real. And then on Love, Rain and Slowly and Surely, she kind of, you know, frees herself as self-awareness. And she's, you know, kind of staking her claim as to who she is as a woman. Uh, and then more self-awareness on one is the magic number. She looks from within and then. If you look at songs like Watching Me and Brother, she's talking about social issues. And and again, issues that still relevant to this day. Um, I think this is a masterpiece. I think this is one of the best albums of this era. I think it's the best album of the 2000s. I will take any bets against anything else. Uh, It's one of my favorite albums. even though it wasn't ranked by the source, this is definitely a five mic album. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, Jill Scott, uh, who is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds, Volume One, two thousand. Again, it's hard to believe that this came out twenty years ago. And so, you know, when you look at the title, who is Jill Scott? I guess I can best answer that by saying Jill Scott is a singer. She's a songwriter. She's a poet neo soul artist she's now an actress she's definitely a sex symbol um and she's the force of energy that gave us one of the greatest albums of all time and that's gonna do it for me ladies and gentlemen thanks again for checking out the latest edition of the 12 kyle podcast i'm your boy 12 kyle i'll catch you guys next time Five thousand.